I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, hello you. My name is Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, it's Dave, were you yawning the at the Begal. start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Rule of Threes, your Brian Rogers, your Musicals, your Bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because, let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bill. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. You're about to listen to a Sue Clinch production. I should warn you, the following is not suitable for children. There's a lot of fucking swearing and stuff. To be honest, it's deeply inappropriate. And I actually think pretty fucking rude. Enjoy the show. Hope it gives you some comfort. Good evening to you, my darlings. Anna Man here with your bedtime anecdote. I hope you're all keeping a hold of your sausage and squeezing it for England, as my late husband John Smells, Smells, he used to say. You may be feeling a little ripple of recognition at his name. Very famous writer and director. I'm not entirely sure what he meant when he said that, but that was the beauty of John as a writer. No one really had a clue what his plays were about. I think if you're understanding a play, then it's probably not very good. A good play, you have to have no real clue what's going on. And I'd often walk out of a play if I just for a second thought, hang on a minute, I sort of know what's happening here. I, of course, worked for some time with the Theatre of the Dicks. Um, The idea being that it was theatre, but you were just a real dick about it. You know, it was a very confrontational group. Our motto was, if you get it... Get out. No, but a play isn't meant to be understood. This is what a lot of people who aren't actors don't really get. It's meant to be experienced like a party or absorbed like a sponge or devoured like a Kinder Egg. I love Kinder Eggs. There's a shortage around here at the minute. It's driving me insane. I used to eat so many Kinder Eggs. I eventually learned how to shove one in my mouth, build the toy with my tongue and then spit it out fully formed. Sadly covered in spittle, but still impressive at my daughter's parties. No, but it was incredible the way John Smells could write. He wrote the most obscure, unintelligible nonsense, and he was absolutely praised for it. The less it made sense, the greater the critics' reviews, rightly so, I think, until eventually, of course, when he died of dementia, they had to admit, oh, actually, maybe that was just a load of old balls. 
Talking of my daughter, bit of an update on our self-isolation situation. It's not going great, my darlings. As you may know, I'm currently shacked up with mother, or foreman, my daughter Mahogany, odiously woke, my granddaughter Little Lemon, oh bless, but please stop standing on my head, and of course my best friend Sue Clinch, she's not well. I'm afraid things have taken a turn. None of us are actually speaking at the moment. We've all had laryngitis, or at least we're pretending to. All of our meltdowns have got in tune with each other, so it's frankly quite frightening. The week started great. Sue was a lot of fun, actually. She really came into her own, in a way. You know, She was entertaining Lemon all the time, and Lemon absolutely adored her. They played all sorts of games, like hide the Sue, Sue up a tree, and is that you, Sue? But eventually Sue snapped, as she always does. She made Lemon guess her age, and Lemon replied, 148. Bless Sue, she's not well. She flew into a rage, effing and blinding and jeffing and jinding, which Lemon found hilarious. Now she's sulking in her room. Sue, not Lemon. She's locked the door and she said she's not coming out until she gets a full apology. And a Kit Kat. Mahogany, meanwhile, has gone overboard with the homeschooling. She put me in detention for four hours. I had to write I will not culturally appropriate a thousand times. All I said was shall I make fajitas tonight? Mother's been busy going through the old family albums and cutting me out of them. Awful woman. She said, I'm making a picture of you for the wall, Anna. I thought, oh, well, that's sweet, that's sweet, until I realised she meant for target practice. Well, I won't rise to the occasion. She's always been awful. Everyone's just at each other, you know. I don't know what it's like in your households, but we're really losing it. So my only escape, really, at the minute is this bedtime anecdote, which I am finally about to start. Now, some of you may have heard that the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is cancelled. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. It's the place where all your dreams come true and all your money is lost. And I love that. I love that. It really, really made me as an act, an actor and an acting. It is upsetting, but, you know, it's not as upsetting as dying, I suppose. Although, I don't know. No, no, it's not. Come on, let's be honest here. Especially for me, it's annoying because I had my show ready in March. Fuck. Normally, I'm scrambling to get it finished in the last week of August, by which point the Edinburgh Festival's over. But still, we will be back. And meanwhile, what I thought for the next few days, for you, bless you, darlings, who can't see the show because, it, well, it's not on, for the next few days, I'll be bringing you some snippets from what would have been my award-winning show. Now... I've got various drafts, so some are better than others, but I thought I'd just, you know, wank through them, as my late husband John used to say. Again, he really didn't make a lot of sense. A big shout-out, by the way, to my darling producers, Burke's Nest, who were producing the show, as well as many other wonderful ones. They're a great company, very kind, very fragile in some ways. They're only very young, but they really are very cool and kind. And Owen, especially, I know, has been doing everything to try and help the acts and and help the people who worked for him. He really is a generous soul. And Jenny, of course, and Kitty, who work very hard and have been working on my my Saturday night show. And, of course, to the founding mothers, Katie and the lady herself, Phoebe Burke, who began the whole thing. I hope you're all doing all right, my darlings. If you're listening to this, they don't listen to this. But please believe, my darling Burke's nests, One day we will rise again like the swamp beast from the swamp shit. So, on with the anecdote. I'm sorry this has gone on too long. I'll just do a quick bit from the beginning. 
not from the actual beginning of the show, because that wouldn't make any sense. You'll see when we finally do it. But here's a bit. Basically, the show is all about Anna, me, facing potentially the end, which is obviously bloody, bloody apt right now, isn't it? In the show, I talk about my whole life going through my husband's and my child mahogany and my most famous plays. Um, By the way, if you hear some shouting in the background, it's just Hog. She's trying to teach Sue and Lemon how to recognise a turf. So, here we go. This is from the start of my life story when I talk about probably the most important bit, the birth. Picture the scene. The year is 19... A very ugly and annoying woman has just given birth in a hospital in Nottingham. There's something about this baby, something different. A sparkle in its eyes, a a knowingness, something never seen before. The doctors and nurses crowd around to have a look. What is it about this particular child? There's something in her eyes, something special. Meanwhile, next door, I'm born. I shoot out a mother, all guns blazing, and she's never really forgiven me for that. The girl in the other room was Sue Clinch, by the way. She was born with glaucoma of the eye. She's never been well. Childhood was tough. I grew up in Nottingham in the 70s. We regularly had to choose between curtains or trousers. Father would often have to go to work in his pants. It was hard being the only wonderful thing in such a sea of drab. I remember sitting on the bus as a six-year-old girl. I was actually seven at the time, but I was already very good at acting. I sat on the bus reading The Dandy. I'm tapped on the shoulder. I say, yes, darling. They say, think you're dead clever, don't you? Reading. I said, darling, I'm reading The Dandy. They went, ugh, educated. I said, mother, will you please fuck off? In Greek myths, the afterlife is represented by three dimensions. Elysia for the very good, Tartarus for the very bad, and all the ordinary people go through the Asphodel fields where they wander around as shades, forever faceless and anonymous. Nottingham City Centre on a Sunday afternoon was much the same. Uama, what am I doing here? I've lost my identity. We didn't have a strong sense of place like Liverpool or Newcastle. We didn't have role models like the Beatles or Gazar. But I was determined not to be a shade. I had a face and a voice and a leg. Unfortunately, I had a very controlling mother, determined to ruin everything. We lost my father early on due to his ridiculous asbestos hat. Mum acted sad, but I think she was secretly pleased we could keep the curtains up 24-7. She had a very twisted sense of humour. She told me that when you die, you turn into one of the chimps from the PG Tips advert. And she really convinced me, to the point where I would regularly try to get on set with the PG chimps so I could talk with my late father. I discovered then there are seven stages of grieving. Denial. He's not dead. He's a chimp. Anger. Mum, you told me Dad was a chimp and you shot my horse. Drinking. She told me he was a chimp. Getting obsessed with collecting little pottery pigs. Sleeping. (sighs) Intense masturbation. Fuck you, chimps. I'm alive. And finally, of course, forgetting. Hang on a minute, what was all that about a chimp? Mother soon remarried a terrible prick called Ron. She met him at the funeral, in fact. He was what we used to call a widow shagger. Life became unbearable. I'd often hear them going at it. They recorded themselves and then played it in the car. Awful man. And I can't lie, I'm glad I shot him. But that's another story. I had to get away. Using the only weapon I had... 
marriage. To my first husband, Tony Sandwich. Well, that's the first part. We'll be back tomorrow learning all about Tony Sandwich and what a character he was. My darlings, look after yourselves. Um, do we have any Patreons to mention? You can become a Patreon. I'm not even sure I'm saying that right. Patreon? Pat- Pat- Patricia. You can become a Patricia by going on to patreon.com, looking for Talking to Actors with Anna Mann. And oh, I've got a couple of messages. Let's see what messages we've got. I suppose these are personal messages. We probably shouldn't say what they are. Oh, no, we haven't got any messages. But we have got some new Patreons. A big shout out to, oh, the oily chipmunk John Bolan. Lovely chap. He has been a patron for 16 hours, everyone. Absolutely hell. The awesome orangutan, Kieran Gurner, and he is a Gurner. Do you like this? Do you like listening to someone do this? Um, I can't remember who I've done and I haven't. So let's just say hello, of course, to the peculiar platypus, Tom Cronin. All right. Well, that's what you get. If you become a Patreon, you'll get some extra stuff, some of which will be up soon. I apologize. There hasn't been any for a week or so, but there will be some very soon. It's in the tank and ready to be oiled, as John Smells used to say. Yes, you'll get some extra stuff and you also get me saying your name and comparing you to an animal. That's a new feature. Um, Soon there'll be some sort of video thing, I'm sure, once I get my act together. And on top of that, of course, most importantly, you get a chance to keep this ship alive. If the ship is alive, ships aren't alive. But, you know, you'll get the chance to give me a bit of money. Anyway, my darlings, tomorrow night it is the cheese and sex party. So come watch me there on twitch.com. Look up Next Up Comedy on twitch.com. That's the best way to do it. If you can't be bothered to do it that way, go on Facebook or YouTube and Google around and you'll find it. Look for the Anna Man Cheese, Sex and Self-Isolation Party. Well, my darlings, I love you. You're visceral. You're real. Be brave. Be brave. Be brave. I will see you tomorrow. That was a Sue Clinch production. I hope you enjoyed it. Anna's going to be doing one every fucking night. Uh, Please do listen to her regular podcast, Talking to Actors, every Wednesday, starting again uh, soon. And if you want to be a Patreon, then do it. Go on Patreon. Look up Talking to Actors, Anna Man. Give us a quid. We're fucking starving here. Also, you can follow... Anna and Colin on Twitter. Colin O Comedy. Anna Man Actress. Instagram, Facebook. You know what to do. Alright. Take care of each other. Uh, we'll get through this together. Great. Rule of three. We're people who make funny stuff. Talk about something funny that they love. Because I remember as a kid thinking that's a really good old-fashioned gag, but it's also nasty. The actual VHS, this is clearly sufficiently important to me that this went to house moves as well. There is that, that joy and that slight fear as well about who's going to say what. Everything from Airplane 
to bottom. From when Harry met Sally to the Muppets. Trying is good. Aiming high is good. Being ridiculous and not being afraid of failure is is good. I think that joke is so fucking funny. Again, I just think this is hysterical. It's beautiful stuff. Rule of three from Great Big Owl. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.